is the Ali Le Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to a very festive Ali Le Rouge. On Christmas Day, I've dragged away from the mince pies and the turkey and the cranberry sauce and the drinks and the revelry. I'm joined by Jared Miles, Steph Jones and Dan Kay. Uh, Christmas Day, you know what, well, it's it's one of those days, isn't it? But we thinking back to like all the old songs in Liverpool over the years, you know, on um, what would you say, uh, Jared, was your favourite Christmas song for um, a Liverpool-based song, you know? Mine's always been Oh Come All You Faithful. Yeah. And for the banter one, it's uh, the latest one and it's a uh, Merry Christmas Everton, really. And like, but Oh Come All You Faithful has got to be the day. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the top one in it. I can't think of many others. Think, yeah, well, uh, Dan, what would you say? I mean, is that well, to be honest, Jared's picked me two best ones there. I definitely, oh, come all you faithful, because even though I was brought up an Orthodox Jew, I've always loved the Christmas carols, and that is one of my favorite ones. I used to sing the death cancer more than in the school choir, but to actually have proper Liverpool lyrics to it is great. Obviously, the uh, the Shaking Stevens one has had a kind of like a a renaissance in recent years, thanks to Sadio yeah. Mane and a couple yeah. of Derby wins. The other one I'll throw in, Peter, is the, is uh, that Johnny Mathis one that I know you and Mono and a few of them have been trying to start on the cop for years. Da, 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 that one. But I'm sure you've seen it. When a star is born, I think it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the great thing about that was 1976, I think. And uh, the great thing about that is it had no words, it was just the cop literally swaying. Home and the tune, and no words, which I thought was brilliant. You know, Steph, have you got any Liverpool favourites or? Same, really. Oh, come all you faithful, of course. Um, which just, I think the minute you can start singing that, like kind of the first game in December, you so it's you kind of know that there's like a ton of games coming up, and it kind of it just seems like right that it's you know it start kicks off the sort of excitement and the kind of mad frenzy of all the fixtures. But um, as well, like Dan said, the um, when a star is born, I think's great, um, and it would be great if that could come back because it's like kind of it's it's so different from everything else, and it's like you know people will be wondering, well, hold on, what's you know yes. what's going on here? There's no you know they're not slagging anyone off or they're not shouting for anyone. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know that one oh come all you faithful that's one that no one's ever copies yeah no. you know like and no one any other club has ever copies oh come all you You're faithful right. have they yeah you know that's I'm just that belongs to us like in it it's just, it's just belongs to us really doesn't it it was the cop choir wasn't it yeah, that's, yeah. It. You know, well, that's it you know but um you know we won't be singing it against Leeds anyway because the match is off and like it's big when the news came through you know my heart just sank because I just love Boxing Day. And you love Boxing Day, don't you, Jared? Because you bring the, the Buffy to the 12th man, don't you? Well, it's all gone off now, Peter, isn't it? It won't, it won't last till uh, our next game in New Year, will it? Because we've got no new no, no game <laughs> now till New that. Year, is it? Hey? We should always be our next game, I think, isn't it? after that. But um, yeah, I love bringing the yeah. uh, little Buffies out and a little bit of added extra for the uh, Boxing Day. And, and it was an early kickoff as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was going to be a great day, but anyway, Boxing Day's boss, isn't it? You know, for um, the yeah. the football, in it, know what I mean? Christmas for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know uh, Jurgen Klopp was moaning about 26, 28, we shouldn't be playing on both days, so it does give the players a bit of a rest. But Dan, uh, you know, if, do you know if you got any inside information on how the Premier League assess these or? Is it is it verified by the Premier League the illnesses and injuries or you've got to be able to field fourteen players? Is it fourteen players, one of which must be a goalkeeper? I think. I mean, I, I think Klopp is among a number of managers who has already spoken out about the lack of clarity in terms of how these decisions are being arrived at. Mm. We know when we were all getting down to London on Sunday for the uh, for the Tottenham game, um, it was coming out that Chelsea were trying to get their game at Wolves postponed. And, and they weren't allowed to, and they had to go ahead and play it and lost two points from the title race. And, you know, Tuchel spoke before and afterwards, basically saying he didn't think it was right, he didn't think it was fair. It does seem like, you know, some, you know, Liverpool Leeds have been called off with what, three days to spare, and yeah. two days, three days to spare. And yet other games are kind of going right to the wire. Yeah, yeah. I think the longer this goes on, I think there is going to need to be more transparency because obviously 
there's already been questions raised about the integrity of the competition. It's yeah. it's such a unique, unprecedented situation that I think people deserve really to find out exactly what's what. Yeah. Steph, what will you be doing on Boxing Day now? <laughs> Eating and drinking more. <laughs> um, it's such a shame because it's like the one, it's like kind of one of the highlights of the season, isn't it? Boxing Day. Um, I was a bit kind of like annoyed when it was moved to half 12 anyway. Yeah, it, I know, like it's, it's just too early. But um, mm. it's, yeah, I really, really miss it. So, and it was such a great, um, you know, it would have been such a great fixture, particularly because like we haven't, you know, we couldn't get in last season when we yeah. played Leeds. It would be the first time and was really, really looking forward to it. And 7-0 would have been nice, wouldn't it? It would have been, it would have, yeah. would have improved our goal difference. As you're saying about transparency as well, Peter, a lot of these clubs asking for call uh, games to be called off have got a, a lot of injuries, haven't they, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Zanza, you know what I mean? It, 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 are they actually, I mean, they've got to show the, the, the results, obviously, like, but the majority of these ones asking for postponements are um, yeah. got a lot of it. I mean, even Everton asked for ones, didn't they? But they got knocked back, didn't they? Yeah, well, yeah. Chelsea got knocked back. So you must think that they must be they must be sending, you know, one of their own people to verify them, must need for the COVID case. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, they must well, be. Seems strange, though. Leeds, anyway, Leeds, any, Leeds, sorry? Aren't Leeds one of the teams where most of the, you know, they have kind of one of the biggest take, vaccination takers? They are. They are, and yeah, yeah. Those. I was reading about that the other day. They've been very public about that. Yeah, so for them to kind of get struck down by this is um, mm. is quite worrying. Yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. also, though, when they're saying staff, it doesn't necessarily mean the players, does it? Mm. Staff no. could mean the coaches, it could mean, yeah, you know, like just the, staff, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't yeah. actually actually mean players that, you know, they'd close the time, we've got so many staff, got it. Yeah. 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 No, so. They don't have the number of players, don't they? Because otherwise, if they didn't, if they, if it were not the team, true, just like true, staff, yeah, true, true. It's yeah. just a, a right-hand model. Instead of looking forward to uh, the Leeds game, we were going to have to talk about uh, the Tottenham and Leicester, Leicester games uh, earlier in the week. Well, the Tottenham game was, you know, was a magnificent Premier League game, wasn't it? Everyone was saying it's probably one of the best Premier League games of the season, you know. But, um, I mean, Dan, what did you think? I mean, I thought, you know, obviously we've got, with Van Dijk out, we do look a bit open, don't we? And I think that first goal was... You know, we could. Harry Kane hasn't scored, has he, at home all season? Yeah, all season, yeah, as you want to do, yeah. Uh, so, Dan, I mean, what do you think? I mean, it was, um, it was, you know, Kaita didn't really get stuck in, did he? For that, um, no, he's, he's just coming back for a minute. I, I thought he'd do, do, done well when he came on against Leicester in the cup, but he, no, did, he, yeah. he, he didn't have much of an impact at Tottenham. It was such a strange. It was a brilliant football match, and it was a shame that it had one of the worst refereeing performances I've seen. In this season or any season, yeah. um, and and you know, and he did to some degree spoil it. It could have been even better if it had been refereed properly or efficiently. Yeah. It was a strange game in that I think both teams could feel almost relieved to have got a point, and yet at the same time feel that they dropped two um, yeah. because of the the way that I, I think ultimately from our point of view, even if obviously we're going for the we go we are going for the league and. It's it's already feeling like one of those seasons when even when a draw feels like a defeat. I think under the circumstances, it will it already feels a better point than it felt at quarter past six yeah. on Sunday night because of the circumstances. You know, you, you mentioned Van Dijk there, but arguably Fabinho was is, is just as big a miss, and yeah, even, exactly. even, yeah. even bigger. Um, See that that you, tackle, uh, Winks uh, won the ball off Kaita, and he Kaita did. You could see what. Kaita is not Jimmy Case, is he? But no. he's a very good footballer. <laughs> but he's not yeah. going to be throwing those tackles in, is he? But basically, as soon as I saw that, everyone and I, oh, come on, get, you know, he, he the tackle. That set yeah. up um, Dombele to, to thread the ball through, didn't it? After, after Winks won it, you know, and passed it back and then gave it to him. And Dombele split um Put it through to uh, Kane, you know, and then you just think to yourself, "Oh no, you know, you've seen this game before, you know." Yeah. Uh, but it was great the way he reacted. Your Liverpool reaction was absolutely superb, I thought, you know. And um, but shortly after that Kane goal, I mean, and we've got to talk about it. We don't have to mention the referee's name, 
maybe we shouldn't mention his name. Yeah, yeah, don't give him any credit. Yeah. Don't give him any uh, publicity. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. shortly after that, uh, Kane, it's a red card, isn't it? I mean, does anyone doubt that it's a red card? Steph? You've gone through. Oh, sorry, Steph, go on. No, I mean, he just only that, I mean, Robertson jumped, didn't he? Because otherwise, he could have, you know, he didn't, could have really hurt himself. But he, it was just. Kane was just like kind of, it was like almost a, a red mist. I'm not saying he was angry, but he just like kind of, he wasn't looking at the ball. And like, I think everybody in the stadium at that point thought it was a red card. It, it, it's one of them where I'd say maybe 20, 30 years ago, it wouldn't necessarily be a nailed on red card. But in 2021, with VAR, with the, with the red cards we've seen for similar tackles, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. I, I can't imagine there's any, you know, the vast majority of Tottenham fans, if they're being honest, will have thought, "Oh, he's he's, he's in trouble. He's gone here." Um, I mean, but like what Steph said, it was it was just after he just after he'd scored. The crowd was up. He was up. It was over enthusiasm. I don't think he's a particularly malicious player. Although no. I thought he made a fool of himself afterwards, saying, "Oh, I yeah. thought I got the ball." When <laughs> uh, you know, tens of millions of people across the country have seen yeah. got nowhere near the ball. All around um, the world. <laughs> That's what the AARs for. He said, didn't he? Yeah. But, but I mean, if you go is. if you go back five seconds before that, it was in the centre circle. He jumped up at Matip and he was sort of he looked as though he was sandwiched and he was through his arms like, like, as though he wanted a foul. Mm-hmm. And then the ball broke to the uh, the halfway line. And who was it? Passed it to Robbo? Was it? Sure, if it was Case or was it Milner? It was. Wasn't he give the ball? Mm-hmm. Milner gave him the ball mm-hmm. and Kane was chasing rounds and that's where he yeah. lost it because he thought he should have had a foul himself. And yeah, Dead basically, yeah, one. yeah. And uh, as you say, like he, for him to say he got the ball, everyone, but everyone knows he never even got anywhere near it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but after, I mean, that really sparked the game into life, didn't it? Yeah. Liverpool were like, Liverpool were, um, were pretty dominant after that for a while, weren't they? Trying to get the equaliser, and that, yeah. uh, you know, it just shows you Robertson's determination. You no, know, I know there's been a few people like questioning Robert Robertson recently. Not not many, but a few saying, you know, Tamitas is you know just as good or better. But I think Robertson showed there, didn't he, with that run? He, he puts he puts Mane away, doesn't he, down yeah. the wing? Mane uh, crosses it, um, it gets cleared to Robbo. He's straight onto the ball, and what you know, what a delightful uh, cross for Jota. Yeah. What a delight. Keegan esque, wouldn't it? Yeah, that sort of thing. Like Keegan yeah. used to leave money mm. for it, such a small Only a little as well. Like. As well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he just Jota just, just he just hung in the air, didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he just hung in the air and like uh, fantastic goal. So yeah. you think basically, you know, um Liverpool on, I felt like that against West Ham as well. As soon as we equalized, yeah. You know, I was pretty wrong. Yeah, so as soon as we equalize here, yeah, we're going to win the game, but then we get the second. And, you know, you think to yourself, you know, I mean, there was a bit of controversy about the second, was it? Does anyone understand the way they've changed the rule? It did hit Salah's hand, didn't it? But mm. it wasn't deliberate. And because it was the second phase of play, is that right, Dan? Are you? I are think you okay I, my this? understanding, because I think the um, the 1-1 draw at Old Trafford when Lallana equalised late on, Sadio Mane scored a, a, a similar type of similar, goal in the first half to equalise. There was clearly no intent, but the ball hit his hand. And that's why it was disallowed. I think basically now what they've said is, if it's accidental, so long as it's not the actual last action before the ball goes in the net, it it can count. So he, so with the Salah one, it what it was the one. Be, he, he, it, Trent crossed it in before Robbo headed it in. So even if it'd been the next phase, he would have been alright. It's just so long as it's lost the last, the last thing before the ball hits the back of the net. But it's you know it's still too vague. And and why are we still having to talk about daft refereeing decisions like this <laughs> when? It, everything gets pulled apart. I mean, like I, Peter said, I thought, Dan, though, I thought you were going to disallow it, did you? I did. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I didn't really realise what I, I, I went, I, I was in the away end, so I, I wasn't really aware that I was too busy celebrating. And I don't think I even noticed there was a VAR check mm-hmm. until the game had restarted. If you got it against you, you'd be upset. Yeah, if oh, that, that goal against you, like, wouldn't it? You know what? Because I think if Salah had to put us in, it would have been disallowed. But as you say, that was like the second phase of play yeah. when uh, Robbo scored because it got cleared and then Trent put us across, didn't he? And then Robbo scores. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because if 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 it bounced down off Salah's hands and went in, it would have been disallowed. No problem. It would have been disallowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the second it's the phase. It's the second phase, and all like yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah. Which is yeah. you know obviously confusion for a lot of people. Like, but I mean that when 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 that goal goes in, you're thinking we're going to go on to win this because you, you know psychologically you think Tottenham would have been really damaged by that, you know. And they, and they put an awful lot into the game by that stage as well. And it was, what, 20, 25 minutes ago, and you're just thinking, we'll just see this out now. And then it was just, it was a crazy game, and it summed up really by kind of like what happened next, because Alisson, Alisson Becker had one of his best games of the season. I mean, before we equalised, we, we could have been... I've, I've watched the game back. We could have been four down before Jota, before Jota equalised. We conceded some very big open chances to them. Yeah. Alisson was brilliant, and then one rush of blood, and suddenly it was 2-2, two, two, and... That's the cruelty of football, the cruelty of that position. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. I mean, it was disappointing, like, because Liverpool were like, you know, were dominating, weren't they? And, and you think, you know, 2 1, if they can control the game, if you've got Fabinho and Van Dyke there, I think, you know, we do control the game and win that. But once again, I mean, and Allison made some absolutely brilliant saves during the game, but um, it was it was a terrible mistake, wasn't it? You know, I sometimes wonder why he goes sliding on the floor. He had no, he could have even slid and caught, stopped it with his body, yeah. or even yeah. st- stays up on his feet and kicked it. There's no need to go sliding on the floor for a piece. To be honest with you, that's no, what I thought. Look, no, you know what I mean? Because it was in the box. He was actually in the box when he he slid in, didn't he? And, then, yeah. and if you're going against Son, I think Son would. You know, if you're running and really. Going to kick it. I think Son is saying the way, you know, worries about getting hurt himself, like sort of thing. But um, yeah, the sliding on the floor, that sort of to me, like, why did he do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Son took took it very well, didn't he? But you know, even then, I, I thought Liverpool was still going for the victory. I mean, Dan, did you, you know? Well, I mean, and, and the other big, you know, everything happened very quickly. I think you know the the equaliser and then Robertson's red card. In fact, when I watched it back. The incident that, that Robertson gets sent off for is they've literally just finished showing the last replay of the goal. So you're talking 20, 30 seconds yeah. after the play's restarted. And to be honest, right away at the time, I just thought, oh, he's in trouble. Because he just it seemed like an old-fashioned kick up the arse, didn't it? Do you know what I mean? It was a bit of frustration that they've got level and he's just whacked him. Now, again, 20 years ago, it's not a red card. But in modern-day soft-arse football with VAR, yeah. it's a red card all day. And to be honest, if Kane had gone in the first half, I don't think anyone would really have said anything. But, no. you know, but and, and, of, and of course, the other big issue is the fact that it, the red card was only given after the referee was sent to look at the screen. And, of course, the obvious question is, well, why wasn't he sent to look at the screen for the Kane one? Because it was reviewed. And that is the really annoying, frustrating thing. Yeah. Even, you know, you're talking about the handball thing before, and you said, Jared. We'd have been annoyed if that had been if he put it in disallowed. Yeah. We would be, but it, everyone knows that's the rule. Yeah. It's the inconsistency here. That's the thing that winds people up. But we've also oh, over, also overlooked one. Sorry, is the the just a penalty appeal as well? Yeah, oh, was, you know what I mean. That was a long time, like, wasn't it? You know, it, yeah. You know, if 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 you stop, if you stop, and a fella comes up, but he, he, he uh, the referee's um, take on it was that he stopped and waited to be it. He was trying to swing his foot and obviously wasn't he? And just, I don't know. He was like sandwiched, wasn't he? Like, wasn't he? Like, yeah, one, he was, yeah. One from there and one coming from behind. Yeah, yeah. And Klopp was making the, you know, I think everyone, Klopp went up to the referee afterwards, didn't he? And basically said, I don't know why you got a problem with me, but but, but also kind of made this point that, um, yeah. that, that I think he said, you, know, you could see him reading it, basically saying, this, you know, you've never played the game. And this is the problem with so many referees. What's the expression? They know the rules, but they don't know the game. But, you know, in yeah, a perfect world... It's a famous Bill Shankly quote, isn't it? Yeah. And in a perfect world, you'd have ex-players going into refereeing, but none of them do. Um, and apparently, I've read an article about this in the week, you know, because there was a couple of... There was a nailed-on penalty, penalty in the Newcastle-Man City game, wasn't it, that wasn't given? The, yeah. The Newcastle, yeah, the keeper come out, made, yeah. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't it, wouldn't have made much of a difference probably, but but the yeah. point is, Shearer basically said it was like on match of the day afterwards, like it was unacceptable. You know these yeah. consistently wrong decisions. But the problem is, and it's a problem in the amateur game as well, because referees get so abused and it's, it's such a thankless task. There's yeah. a dearth 
young people, young fellas. And that's yeah, why... I, I saw know, something on Twitter the other day. I thought that was very interesting, saying referees should, should be like a European pool of referees. Mm. Uh, and, you know, that's like in the Euros and you're not refereeing in your own country type of thing. You know, and I think that, you know, I'm not saying that that's the way forward, but obviously there'd be language and communication problems, but they don't, they don't seem to have that problem in the Champions League. So it could mm. possibly happen. But, you know, you, you start seeing all stuff on Twitter, don't you, Tierney, as a United fan. I don't know if that's Photoshop or it's even yeah. real. But it, yeah. just adds, it just adds to the uh, the narrative that these referees support other teams, doesn't it? You know, and uh, it's it, it's unhelpful, isn't it, I think? But the other one as well, PZ is talking about him. He was supposed to have been seen in the services, wasn't he? And someone fronted him and said, what was his right? I said, if, I, if, I'd, if I'd got sent over... By the VAR, Liverpool has got the both decisions, i.e. the penalty, and Kane sent off. And going back to is... having, and going back to a European pool, no one has had the English referees, would he? No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'd be, they'd be out of work. VAR, it was Clattenburg, wasn't it? No, where uh, Chris Cavana. Oh, Chris Cavana was it? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on, Steph. Do you think because like with the Robbo one, the minute it happened, he was surrounded, wasn't it? There was like pushing and shoving. Wonder whether mm. that had any influence on them calling him over. But I mean, you could understand how a referee on the pitch in the heat of battle with plays in his ear, left, right, and centre can get caught up in it and and will sometimes be distracted from making the right decision. And that is the whole point of VAR, isn't it? To have someone in a separate room away from yeah. the emotion of the arena and all the rest of it to make cold hard decisions and the problem is and I think you know, we, how long have we had it now a couple of seasons season and a half yeah. two and a half seasons too many of them are passing the book from one to from one to yeah. the other the referees on the the linesmen won't flag for anything they'll put it down to VAR the referees don't want to make big decisions they'll put it down to VAR and the VARs themselves don't want to throw the mates under the bus but in actual fact they'd actually be helping you know if I make a mistake yeah. at work I want someone to tell me about it yeah. Yeah, so it that... can be fixed before it causes a problem do you know what I mean no but wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be a the centre of attention on match of the day, do they? That's what it is, a referee, so that, you know... But they are anyway. They are, yeah, but I mean, yeah. the whole idea of VR was brought in to stop what happened on, on Sunday against Spurs happening, wasn't it? You know, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's the inconsistency of it all, isn't it? I think that's what annoys people so much, you know. But wouldn't it be ideal to have ex-players in the box with the referees as well? Yeah, definitely. You no, know, in, in, in uh, Stockley Park, you know, we could call out and say, you, you've got to call the referee always to have a look at that or, mm. you know, someone who's the same player. But referees, even though they haven't played the game, they should see it's a bad tackle. And what where would the players come from? Because they'd all get accused of being biased. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a catch-22, and as I suppose, yeah. like, yeah, it is like, isn't it, yeah. Well, even Keith Hackett was seen on, uh, you know, as you say, in social media on Twitter, wasn't he? Saying they were stonewallers, them decisions. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he, he was a well do you remember Riley? He's the Tramir fan, isn't he? Remember Mike him Dean. in the Tramir game? Mike Dean. My, my, sorry, Mike, Mike Dean. Dean, you mean? Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah Mike yeah, Dean, yeah. and he's on the. He's a Tramir. He's jumped up and down, wasn't he? Yeah. The playoffs, yeah. He was giving it beans, what, at Forest Green? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, it's. You know, the human beings, aren't they? Yeah. They probably have supported someone when they were kids. It was just, you know, it's, it's just so hard now. <laughs> With the way the spotlight is on them, you know, someone will have information on them, won't they, and put these things out yeah. on Twitter. It's nice to see a referee like that celebrating, isn't it? No, the way he was like, but you know yeah. what I mean? I know, you know, it's uh, nice to see them like that, but yeah, you like you say, that, only... that like the game, that understand the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they must have been, they've been in it since they were teens, haven't they? Been getting the referees' badges and all like that. You know, mm. they don't come in the 20s to start. Refereeing from 10s, 11, 13 years of age, don't even go right the way through. So, yeah. how are they still getting so much wrong? <laughs> I know exactly. Well, yeah, good point. Good well, point. We, were, we were thinking it was going to be set Liverpool's seventh league win on the run since our defeat at West Ham, but it wasn't to be. But then all eyes turned to the um, Carabao Cup now. Um, <clears throat> you know, we know Klopp doesn't pick a strong team for these competitions, but. Do you think he got it wrong in the first half? I mean, I know we were saying after the game that you know, we, I want to get these blood, these youngsters, so if they make mistakes, they won't make them again, you know. But it, maybe he didn't know that Leicester were going to play such a strong team. I don't know, you know, but it was a very strong Leicester team. 
and really an under twenty three almost Liverpool team was Dan. So I mean, it could have been. It was looking like it was going to be four, five, six, didn't it? In the first half. Yeah, I mean, when the, when the team was announced at whatever time it was, half past six, quarter to seven last night, there was the usual the the, the variety of reactions across social media. Uh, you know, as you would expect. Well, you should. Half time was unbelievable on social media. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, the number of Liverpool fans I know who are good fans are saying, you know, this is a disgrace, you know, and yeah, and it, all I mean, over Twitter and Facebook, you know. Sometimes, like, you know, sometimes I kind of think those extreme reactions are almost a preserve of internet fans who never go to the game. But to be honest, uh, like you, Peter, I saw messages from lads I know that have been going for years, and they're kind of like, it's the you know, trophy is a trophy is a trophy, yeah. I think the reality is, though, this golden era that we're living through under Jurgen Klopp, we are punching above our weight to keep to be compete with Manchester City with their the vast resources they've got and the vast squad that, we, that we've got. That's taken aside COVID and Christmas. Klopp has been so clear right the way through, even before what you were saying the other day about you know twenty six and twenty eight and all the rest of it. So to be honest, I didn't really have a massive problem with with the TV picks. I think, and it was hard to predict Leicester because they haven't played for two weeks. You know, they're obviously in a decent position in the league as well. You know, it was they did pretty much go full strength, but I don't think he could necessarily have factored that in. And I think he had to do what was right, what he felt was right for the team and right for the squad. He obviously cared enough to make three important changes at half time, and it obviously had a big impact on what happened after the break. Well, when you look at the defence, it was a brand new back five, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Never played together. And when we were sitting in the ground last night, we went 2 0 down and said, please don't let them get an hammer in six or seven. They'll be sitting yeah. we all thought, didn't we? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Especially with the kids there, like that Tyler Moore and Connor Bradley right back and yeah. Nico Williams. And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get the goal and you, you made the changes. And the second half, I thought we were, we were all over this. I know they had the one chance when the lads went through and Keller saved it. Like, but um, other than that, all of the people played very well the second half. Yeah, I mean, it was literally send the cavalry in, wasn't it? Yeah. You yeah. know, but I mean, I think. Jonah Louis, Jonah Louis for the Jonah Louis, one of the Christmas signs, <laughs> sends in the, yeah, the, yeah. the cavalry. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when they went 2 0 up, you're thinking, you know, damage limitation here. But was, then, yeah, basically. Yeah. Chamber, it was a good goal, wasn't it? Um, the yeah. goal we got back, you know, very well taken. But then when you saw the, you know, the rocket off, was it Madison, was it? Yeah. Madison, yeah. Yeah. You just think to yourself, oh, no, you know, this is. Uh, and, like, and then Vardy hit the post, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just made that decision, hasn't he? Thinking two or three changes here at half time, and we can give them a game. And, and how right he was, you know, because it was just those um, those three changes. Canate, Milner, and Jota just just strengthened the team so much, didn't they? You know. Well, all their goals were our mistakes, you know, weren't they? Their yeah. first goals, you know what I mean? It was, it was a, I mean, Gomez made a terrible rick on one of them as well, didn't he? You know, but um, for the, I'm not sure if it was the, the first one where he went through. And um, I thought like we gifted them their goals. Yeah. You know, Klopp even Madison. Much, didn't he afterwards? What? Klopp said as much afterwards. He yeah. said their goals were all mistakes. And I knew yeah. if we stopped that, I couldn't see how they were going to score afterwards. Yeah, yeah. He, did you, in, in the in the interview afterwards, he was like, he was saying, "This club, I love it so much." And if I'd have known how much I would have loved it, I'd have been here early. And I mean, it was like, yeah. it was oh, the atmosphere was superb, wasn't it? It was brilliant when they yes, did the half time. Come on, wasn't it? It was really good. I mean, it was one of the for, for the League Cup, which we're not really clues up on wanting to win. Well, not not clues up, but we don't want don't always want to win it. So I think it's the, it's the least of the, the four that you want to win, yeah. isn't it? And for I mean, the atmosphere, it was unbelievable, wasn't unbelievable. it? Unbelievable. It reminded me of uh, Auxerre. Yeah. You know, back yeah. in um, yeah. the early 90s, because, you know, yeah. of, maybe it was because there's a, there was a lot of um, youngsters. Young ones there, there like, yeah. 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 Because there wasn't yeah. that demand for tickets off the, you know, the season ticket holders or whatever. But a lot of a different crowd, maybe. I mean, I think that's what probably it was, wasn't it? Well, it, it, it wasn't, and that's one of the reasons I wasn't there last night. But you know, a friend had asked me for tickets so he could take take his take his kids, and I and I kind of gave that up to them a while back. I did yeah. think about trying to get a spare, but with everything going on and having gone to Tottenham, whatever, I didn't bother. And particularly now, even you compare it to Auxerre, Peter. I, you know, I'm I'm really quite gutted at missing it because the second half sounded like an old-fashioned Anfield bear pit. Yeah, proper siege yeah. at the cop end. 
penning them in, not letting uh, them out. I mean, it I helps. Scream, it it helps that they had the whole of the um, Ganfield Road, wasn't it? You know, that helps. That's well, the atmosphere, it. doesn't it? That's I think the, the other thing that helps as well, Pete, and it was something I was able to pick up on even following it from home, was the antics and the tedious yeah. repertoire of lame songs coming from there. Yeah. Well, we're going to go on to that at the end, Dan. We're going yeah. to uh, touch on that at the end, yeah. I think we it just... plays a part in the game as well. Though, yeah, so I'm I mean, sure it did, you know, because and... it got the crowd angry. Um, but, mm. you know, the the second half, you know, it was it was just, you know, it was wave after wave of Liverpool, wasn't it? That's what it was, you know, and uh, you couldn't see them scoring again, but time was running out, and I, and I remember some Facebook uh, comments at half-time, this is a disgrace because he's picked that team and all the kids were looking forward to a match. This is a, not a match now. Well, it was a match in the second half, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't because, it? Because, yeah. you know, I don't think Leicester knew what hit them and all that, like, where's your famous atmosphere? It was rammed down the throats, wasn't it? You know, but... Uh, I mean, what a, I mean, Minamino's been a bit of a whipping boy, hasn't he? Because yeah. he was so good against us a couple of years ago, and everyone's thinking, oh, we should buy him. He's just he's a live wire. He, he getting in those also all sorts of great positions between the lines, but he hasn't really done it for Liverpool. There could be a number of reasons for that. He hasn't had many games as he hasn't had a run in the team, but he set up Jota for the second, and then he scored that magnificent equaliser. But yeah. I mean, the, it, how do you think when people start, you know, criticizing like some Minamino because he hasn't really, he hasn't had that run in the, the team, has he? And you know, there's all sorts of reasons for him maybe not having that because, you know, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get you look at Salah, Mane, Jota, Firmino. You know, the world class players, aren't they? He's probably just a class below that, isn't he? Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. But I when he first so that... came, sorry Dan, sorry, when sorry, he first on, came, when he first came, it was like just after the COVID, you know, he's here on his own, isn't he? And then we've loaned him out to Southampton for a season as well, haven't we? And for him to bed in. And he's come back and he's had some decent games, mostly in the League Cup or the Carabao Cup, really. And he like they're, they're, this they're is really, his cup, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, it's his the Minamino Cup, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. I'm sure I've read before, he's the first Liverpool player to score in three successive rounds. Since for something like 25 30 years, since like David Johnson or someone like that, going <laughs> yeah, way yeah. back to the early 80s, I think he's, there's a bit of a similarity with Origi, and it's, it's very hard, how it's very hard, like you said, Peter, to be a replacement for Liverpool's yeah. Hall of Fame world class front three or four. So you're yeah. never going to get someone of the same standard, but someone that can come in with not much back, you know, not much football behind them and contribute is invaluable. And it was a brilliant, brilliant finish. It reminded me a little bit of. The goal in the Esther scored to win the World Cup for Spain against Holland in South yeah. Africa years ago. I always remember reading that, the way that the ball dropped. The thing with the Minamino goal last night, he controlled the ball well, but the ball took a while to come down. It would have been very yeah. easy to snatch at it and put yeah. it over the bar. But his ball, his was body a, shape was brilliant, wasn't it? For, like, well, you there, know, was, there was a almost outside of the foot, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. There, there was a phrase used with, it, with this in the Esther goal the pause of a genius. Yeah, and yeah. just to give it another split second, just to let it drop to the right point before you make contact. Yeah. And it was a stunning goal. I was devastated for him because he, he should have scored the winning pen, shouldn't he? Yeah. And when yeah. he put that, and I was thinking, if this goes in, this is his night, this is his breakthrough this night. Is his, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it goes over the bar, thinking, no, please don't no. go yeah, Don't let these go on so, and win it, like, you know, yeah. I think yeah. he was the most relieved man when Keller has saved the next pen, wasn't he? And, and then Jota yeah. slotted. Well, when. Um... Yeah. When Milner was crossing the ball for that uh, Minamino goal, I thought, what are you doing, James? Like, you've got two big six for four centre-halves. And I <laughs> went over them, that, uh, what's the name? Venegard, used to be at Southampton, one of them. I went over his head, and it just fell right for Minamino, didn't it? On yeah, his fucking yeah. arm, didn't it? Like, yeah. On his chest. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, his fucking arm on his chest, didn't he? Yeah, yeah there's real, there's real character. I mean, we've said it many times, but there's real character in this team, isn't there? Even yeah. with the kids in the team. You know, it it it, it translates to them as well, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it does. it's, it's kind of obvious, I think, isn't it? But it does run. It runs through from like the top, right the way through. Right through yeah. And yeah. I think those lads who got taken off at half time yesterday, even though like, it's kind of hard for them, the fact that I don't think that they will feel bad that oh god, we you know we nearly lost it because I think because it is such a team and they will be given positives what they did 
Mm. And, you know, like kind of at the end and the fact that you've got those first team players like Firmino and Jota just like kind of celebrating like they'd won the Champions League. Yeah. yeah. Kind of it, it meant, you know, any comeback at any level is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. You know? yeah. Even, even in kids football, you know, it's, it's yeah. brilliant. And especially, you know, comebacks at Anfield because... You know, as we were saying before, like the Leicester fans singing about the atmosphere and the, also singing Feed the Scousers and that. Uh, it was just like two fingers to them, basically, wasn't it, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, you can see them celebrating at the end, as you said, Steph. I mean, even though they'd been on the first half and the unfortunately would be on 3-1, like, but when you think, as you say, you think they won the champion, even themselves, Kelleher, when he scored, yeah. when uh, Jota scored, you know, was running across, like, wasn't it? it was just so emotional for them, wasn't it? even for ourselves, I mean, I was getting, going the game Absolutely, and I thought, well, yeah. if you get, I was thinking, like, well, if you get beat, it's only the League Cup, but at the end of the night, you know, you're screaming, come on, you're, you know, you're, you're yeah, emotionally yeah, caught yeah. up with ourselves, like, as well. I mean, he's a great Kelleher, he? he would say, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. two yeah. left-footed yeah. pens, he saved as yeah, well. yeah. Both more or less both the same way as well, I think. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He saved, did he, did he save before when there was the shootout against Arsenal? Did he save one then? I think he did because we beat Arsenal. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. And did he, and when you look at their keeper, he was always out on the penalty spots, Michael Bundy. Yeah. Mm. No waiting to band on the ball. And when was oh, as well? When was Jotter's? Jotter's just stung back, didn't he? Yeah, Jotter said it was absolutely yeah. embarrassing, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, just trying to wind them up, like, and he never got yeah. near any of them, I don't think, like, yeah. yeah. And, and it just made it even more satisfying, didn't it? The yeah, way yeah. I believe, as well, you know, the, the time wasting second half, you know what I mean? Similar to Wolves the other week, breaking the play up, going down the slightest thing. And yeah. you know, yeah. just, the, 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 the celebrations at the end, it was quite noticeable that Jota yeah. gave a little bit to their end. And yeah. I think, you know, so it's obviously very clear the way that their their behaviour to we, we all want you know a bit of needle, a bit of edge in football. Yeah. But there's you know this nasty, pathetic strain that has crept into a lot of people, mocking other people's misfortune. It's yeah. just you know this is sad, sad, isn't it? It, it? it is sad, but I think yeah. Uh, but do you think Dan? Sometimes it's a bit of a you know feed the scouts. I think the fact, very fact that the social media now and people are reacting to it is mm. amplifying it. If yeah, you know what I mean. it's, it's always yeah, happening, isn't it? It's always happening, and everyone just laughed it off, you know. But now, because of Twitter and that, you know, I'm not saying I like to hear those songs, but it, you know, yeah. for me, it doesn't really bother me that much, you know. But I mean, I think I see where you're coming from. The only thing I would say, Pete, is that you know, it's, it's back then, 10, 20 years ago. Food banks and like football fans, you know, supporting food banks was never so much of a thing. Yeah, well, I think that's then. the added ingredient. I think that's why people yeah. get angry. I mean, yeah. we took, you know, um, to West Ham. We went to their food bank with a big food yeah. parcel and all yeah, that. Yeah. You know, and they were very grateful because obviously where West Ham is in in that East part London. of London, it's a very yeah. poor area. And it's got some of the uh, highest concentration of food banks. And yeah. Leicester is a very poor Leicester area. Leicester have their own, don't they? Leicester City yeah. have their own outside the ground. Yeah, exactly. and also exactly. I think Leicester generally is a Labour town, isn't it? But very is probably pretty Tory outside Leicester itself, you know. So it's it's hard to say, but I mean I think what about the I mean, what about Liverpool's response in terms of that um song about the Tories? I don't particularly like that, but the only oh. thing I like about it. Is if Liverpool fans get wound up by it, if you know what I mean, <laughs> you know, and it gets going. Said, oh, they've yeah. been singing it, yeah. And say, oh, keep politics out of football. Or, what about Bill Shankly? You know, and, so yeah. But I mean, I just you know we're playing, you know, we're playing Tottenham and we're playing you know West Ham and we're playing Leicester and whatever. I don't particularly want to hear that. I want to hear support for the team. You know exactly yeah. what I'm yeah, going to I'd say. Agree with that. With Leicester last night when they're singing Feed the Scousers, your you team are winning 3 1. Get behind your teammates, you want to go yeah. and win the game, you know. Yeah. So, because as you say, it galvanized, I think, Liverpool in a way. I know yeah. all our players aren't scouts, but it galvanizes the crowd who galvanized the players, then it's probably yeah. backfires on you, them in a way, really. It used to be a great response that Liverpool fans had, and you probably, I mean, I'm not going to swear on the air, but yeah. it was uh, saying something simple, yeah, simple, yeah. simple yeah. beginning with T, yeah. Yeah. That needs to bring it back. Third A and yeah. fourth yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's a great retort, and that used to shut people up. 
Yeah. People don't do that now. It's you know, it, but I think you know that needs to make a bit of a comeback. Maybe I don't know. You know, it's awesome, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but with a lesser word. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think um, you know, going back to that, like uh, it's become a phenomenon now, hasn't it? I mean, Jamie Webster's going around the country, and you know, all of his concerts that's getting sung and that, and you know, you think oh, that, you know, that that good at concerts, but at football matches. I want to be a support for the team, you know. Yeah. And I support the Tories all my life, but I don't particularly yeah. want to hear that in the ground, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, being I, 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 advocate here as well. He's supposed to be arguing with me. <laughs> no, but no, I agree with you there. Please, as you said, there's nothing better than getting behind. Got behind the team last night. One day he was singing Feed, uh, feed the Scousers. We got behind the team with our chance. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? getting Liverpool and all so that's what you want. All it football is about getting behind. I mean, every every town, every city you go to. Has got food banks, so yeah, it's not just the scousers, is it? You know what I mean? Which is no. that they go on all the time. No. Well, I think I the, the, the banner in the top against Newcastle was good. Don't trust a Tory, or yeah, never, never trust, trust a Tory. Tory. I yeah. thought yeah. having that like on a banner was good, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's simple but effective, isn't it? Without yeah. having to sing, and you and know, and that gets because the Newcastle fans again, lame and lazy, you know, they're singing Feed the Scousers. So yeah. that kind of was a, a great retort, I thought, rather than, you know. Singing more like that, yeah, yeah. yeah and you had to look at the, the, uh, the old cities are the same, Andy. Yeah, I mean, when you go to Leicester, some of them old, you know, copies of the sun up. But we know Leicester fans who are great lads, who, yeah. mm, I and girls, you come to, you come to the 12th man. Yeah. And Mingle and, and uh, Marlo is usually on the show. He's, He's known them for, for decades. Yeah. And it's like a, a friendship. And they put a flag up last night in the uh, 12th man, uh, the Le- their Leicester City flag, and hung it upside down and did it as a joke. And that's yeah. gone all around the internet now. As if yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, we, we were in the 12th man. It was an in-joke. Yeah. It just shows you the, the how these things spread like wildfire, you know. And I think some of them were embarrassed. And we'll be at Leicester on the 28th and we'll go to their pub. And yeah. a lot of them used to be like, you know, um, home and away Leicester fans. And they'll be embarrassed by that feed the Scousers. They will be yeah. an overbill. Yeah. So it's not, yeah. you can't just generalise about everything. I put something up on Facebook last night about, uh, or someone said, oh, te- great win, I put great win or whatever. And someone come back and, yeah, taught those Tories a lesson and all that. And then some Leicester fans come on to it going, we're not all like that, you know. We know yeah. some of the lads and some of the girls who go to 12th Man. And yeah. it was the same people and they're saying, you know, we, we put a don't buy the sun banner up in the Leicester end. Yeah. You know. Mm. Basically, don't so, start us all with the same brush, isn't it? Which is, which is right. That's, that, that, that's, and that's we should yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Liverpool yeah, fans yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as anyone. You should yeah, know that. Exactly. Of stereotypes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it's it basically... You should know that, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's right, Tisa, yeah. But um, we're all sad with the same brush, yeah, aren't we? And it's unfortunate. That's the way it is in this day and age with social media as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think it's one of those phenomenons. I think, it, it's put it this way, it's probably better than the crowd shouting shoot all the time, isn't it? Which is another thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think I replied I mean, to you, Pisa. Exactly. I think I replied to you, tongue and cheek, like I think you want to shoot them, the ones who were shouting it half the time. I think I know. Yeah, another one. Another broadcast. <laughs> but I think the game against Leicester on the 28th, hopefully, if it goes ahead, it's going to be a cracking game, I think, because they'll want revenge. But hopefully, Liverpool will have, will have some of the players back. Well, it's all now. When you're only you're only seven days in isolation now, aren't you? Yeah, all yeah. ours are all ours going to be all right. And if no, yeah. we've got oh. no other cases. We're going to have a fully fit squad, aren't we? Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. Because so the ones who missed it, yeah. It's going to be a cracking game. Uh, I'd like to go on now to the and the drama, which is about. Um, uh, Dan, you know more about it than me, probably, but it's about uh, the life of Anne Williams, the Hillsborough campaigner. Uh, and yeah. you, you're, you're pretty close to the family, aren't you? So you, you've been. Um, have you? We we we're an extra in the film or anything like that? Or? <laughs> it's not 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 an extra as such. No, I had the great honour of, of knowing Anne a little bit and working with her before she passed, and, and I helped her daughter Sarah write a second book. Uh, shortly after, um, shortly after she passed away in 2013. Now, a few years ago, um, she decided to let Kevin Sampson, well-known local author and an old mate of yours, Peter, I know, basically write, 
dramatise a mum's story for, 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 for television. It was actually mm-hmm. filmed well over three years ago, but obviously nothing right. could go out because of uh, the... Because of the trials. The, 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 the criminal trials, that's right. Yeah. Um, but it, the, the date has finally been set. The, the four-part drama is going to be is going to air on uh, over consecutive nights on ITV One from uh, Sunday, January the second at nine o'clock. Oh, um, and, well, and there you go. The, 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 it stars Maxine Peake, who is a wonderful actress and has really kind of got to know, got quite close to the family, and really kind of thrown herself into the into the role, along with a lot of other really very talented. Uh, local actors and people that get it. I mean, as, as Peter knows, Samo was at Hillsborough. He's written books about it before. There was no one really better place to to tell Anne's story for her. Um, after the, so, so it's four part drama, and then um, which me and Sarah, Anne's daughter, were kind of consultants on. Um, have, and you then after, you know, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Yeah, we 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 first saw the initial cut of it about two and a half years ago, and there's been various little tweaks. And so on, done to it, and it's uh, it's an incredibly powerful piece of work. Obviously, it's you know there's no getting away from the fact it's a, it's a very sad story, um, but it's also kind of quite uplifting in its own way, and we hope it will give people kind of strength and inspiration, and really an understanding about you know the depth and the scale of hills, but not just for the you know the the, the camp you know the frontline campaigners, the likes of Anne, but her family, her you know her husband Steve, Kevin's dad. Her, her, her other two children, Sarah and Michael, and we hope that a lot of other families and Hillsborough families and survivors, and even survivors of other disasters, will relate to that. That really is the great yeah. skill of Kevin's writing, how he's broadened that out. Um, so there's a four-part drama which 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 ends with Anne's untimely passing in 2013, yeah. and there's a, uh, on the Thursday uh, there's actually a one-hour documentary which oh, right. I've which which I've been working on as well. Which is a factual documentary, which basically brings people up to speed because obviously a lot's happened since 2013. The new inquest, the yeah. pathetic, useless criminal trials, and also as well the the and this is this is you know quite a strong theme of of the conclusions of the program is the call for a Hillsborough law, which is something that you know a lot of people are working on and hope will be at least some kind of positive legacy to what to all this hard heartache and all this hard work. It, it's it's a it's a terrible damning indictments on the state of this country that needs to be done basically a law to force public officials to tell the truth but unfortunately this is where we are in 2021 yeah. and there's you know there is a lot of support for it and we, we really hope everybody can get on board no, and sounds, really kind of help get this over the line yeah it sounds brilliant so it starts on uh, sunday january the second and then runs yes. for uh, the next few nights yeah that's and then the, 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 next, the, the next five nights, four nights of the drama, and then the documentary on the Thursday. Oh, what is it, Dan? Is it four hour, hour, um, four hour sessions? Four hour, uh, four, 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 four hour one hour programs sort of yeah, starting yeah. at nine. People have probably already seen the trailers on, on ITV. Yeah, yeah you and, see um, bits on, yeah. It's, yeah. you know, obviously, I'm a bit biased, but I would obviously urge everybody to watch it. Yeah. And, you know, hope, we hope it'll open people's eyes and just make them, you know, one of my most fervent wishes for the new year. For us, for, you, for our football club, for our city, for our world, it's for people to just open their eyes a little bit and think yeah. of and, and realize the power that ordinary people have at their fingertips because that really is the story of Hillsborough, how ordinary mums and dads from Merseyside changed history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it sounds absolutely brilliant. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. And Kevin Sampson, as you say, he's a brilliant writer. Um, Dan, do you know much about the Echoes Association with the shelter? There's a... Yes, yes, I do. Um, basically, it, you, people might have heard about this about six, getting on for two months ago. There was basically an initiative. Shelter, obviously, are the, one of the, the country's leading homeless charities, which, as we yeah. know, in these, these terrible times we're living in, it, it's, it's been getting worse and worse for years, and it's heartbreaking every time you go into town and see people you know, lit- who've literally been cut adrift from just society and left to fend for themselves uh, the initiative basically uh, they, what, uh, uh, they call it no um, bear with me one second yeah the tagline for it is no home kit this Christmas and basically the idea is that all fo- football teams and football supporters will wear, their, will wear their away shirts on Boxing Day and over the Christmas fixtures to basically show their support, raise awareness about homelessness, and obviously it's hoped as well for people to donate and to help out and to do whatever they can to help. Uh, apparently, all, all the clubs in the football league 
and also I think I think the Scottish League have already agreed to do this to wear their away to wear their away kits for the proper fixtures. Apparently, the Premier League disgracefully. Knock the bat, Cindy. Oh, it, go, it goes against the rules of our competition. We'll change yeah. the rules. It's only 20, 30 years old. Yeah, I remember yeah. being appalled when I first heard about this, and I thought, surely yeah. they'll sort that out. It seems like they haven't. And sh- mm-hmm. you know, shame on those who've made that decision. But yeah, yeah. hopefully a lot of people will show their support and, and do whatever they can to help you know a fellow human I being. I think it's very fitting Christmas Day, you know, because you know, basically Jesus Jesus was homeless, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, people yeah. forget about you know the actual meaning of Christmas, don't they? But you know, it yeah. is about he, they were refugees, really, weren't they? Going to, well, mm-hmm. going yeah. to, to um to sign up for the uh, the census, weren't they? Really, you know, yeah. Even their own territory to go to another territory, but anyway, was that yeah. on Boxing Day? Sorry, Pete, was that on Boxing Day? They were supposed to be doing the uh, the, the kits, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but for, yeah, for all yeah, the Boxing yeah. Day fixtures, and if, if you look at the Football League show or whatever, yeah, there's, yeah all, that's right. I'm, I've seen I mean, that. Like, I, I think I'm right in saying there's been the odd occasion when Liverpool have worn their away kit for a home match in Europe. I remember one against Valencia years ago. The famous Ajax match against when I was going to say Ajax, I think in the sixties. Yeah, I think yeah. we wore away oh, colours. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, I, I think most fans would like to see it. I thought, yeah, whether yeah, you know, yeah. care about homelessness or not, it, it's a bit yeah. of an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. I just don't understand the rationale of the Premier League and yeah. the, the positive PR they could get from this. Yeah, and it's backfiring. Everyone else is getting looked at in a good light, whereas the Premier mm. League is getting looked at and saying, "Why can't you just sue for that one game?" Yeah. Well, Basically, exactly. that's all it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's no, no, no advantage one way or another. And, and mm. also, the, it, it, you know, if you, if you ever watch the foreign leagues, particularly in, like, in Italy and Germany, the likes of Bayern Munich and um, Inter Milan, they're always wearing different kits, just you know, yeah. usually for marketing or commercial purposes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and none of the authorities have a problem with that, do they? But you know, but but you know, for 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 a cause like this, it really is kind of baffling how um, they couldn't just say, "Yeah, go yeah. on, it's a good idea. We'd like to yeah. show our support." But yeah, oh, it sounds like a great initiative. Anyway, thanks, thanks, Dad. Yeah, definitely. We're really looking forward to that um, and the drama as well. It sounds absolutely brilliant. Looking forward also to Leicester away uh, in a few days' time. Uh, Jürgen will have had his players well rested by then, you know. Hopefully yeah. the game goes ahead. You've been listening to Ali LaRouge. Um, Merry Christmas to everyone, to all our listeners, to everyone who's listeners throughout the year, to everyone who listens to Poetry in Motion as well, with Neil Fitz and all the other Blood Red podcasts. Uh, you've been listening to Ali LaRouge. Thanks to Jared Miles, Steph Jones and Dan Kay. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks in the new year, 2022. What does that have in store for us? Are we going to sing a song before we go? Nah. Oh, nah. No. <laughs> yeah. Mark Humble. The, Johnny uh, Mathis one. The Johnny mm-hmm. Mathis one. Go on, Jared. Mm-hmm. A, <laughs> I saw a better woman. I saw a better woman anyway. <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 da. That's it. That's only end of me. Thanks very much. Aleluia. You've been listening to the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.